0: What happens at work stays at work. Hello, my cubicle confusers, open space stumped, corner office disordered, home den disoriented, and coffee shop stunned. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am once again here, deep inside your ears, sowing seeds of inspiration to make you into a workplace hero. (laughs) All right, close your eyes for a second and dig deep into your psyche. I want you to be truly honest with yourself. Can you do that for me? Okay. Do you truly believe that one day you will actually go home from work with a completely clear desk? I mean, no projects left incomplete, no phone calls left to make, no emails to follow up on, no documents to edit, and no meetings to book? Well, the honest-to-dog truth is that there will always be work left undone at the end of your busy day. Admitting this gives us three options. Number one, we can go home but take the work with us and then spend our evening doing it or actively suppressing the urge to do it, which ensures maximum tension at home, unrestful rest, and then you return to work the next day tired and resentful. Or option number two, where you drag your ass home, you leave the work on your desk, and then you spend the evening fretting over what you left behind. Same results ensue involving the tension and the fitful sleep, and when you get back to work the next day, you are tired and resentful, and the work is also not done. And option number three is, well, you take a deep, cleansing breath, leave the work behind gracefully, truly forget about it, and enjoy a relaxing evening. No tension, lots of rejuvenating rest, plus you return to work the next day ready to tackle what's waiting for you. Doesn't that sound nice? Well, before we dive deeper into this magical list of alternatives, I want to take a minute to encourage you to sign up for the Workplace Hero email newsletter over at workplacehero.me. The sign-up form is along the right-hand side of the page, And please know that because I believe strongly in the idea of inbox zero, I actually have two emails in my inbox right now and it's driving me crazy, you will only receive an email once per week and it'll be short, to the point, and easy to delete. Best of all, just for signing up, you will receive a coupon code for 10% off at the online health and fitness store, greenfieldfitnesssystems.com. And over there, they have a huge array of supplements and gear and coaching plans and clothing and all kinds of stuff to help you be healthy and fit. So sign up for the newsletter over at workplacehero.me and get your discount code for greenfieldfitnesssystems.com. Okay, now back to leaving it all behind or what I like to call what happens at work stays at work. And we'll continue with some techniques that I found over at lifehacker.com and crew.co that will help you achieve the last of those three options, which is the best of the three options that I mentioned earlier. The one where you actually relax and enjoy yourself instead of thinking about work. All right, the first technique is kind of like a cool down after a hard workout. You treat your trip home as positive time to wind down and start the process of relaxation. Play some of your favorite music, or listen to your favorite podcast. And I would suggest not catching up on the news or scrolling through your social media. Choose something that you really like and enjoy and that won't remind you of work, or bum you out about how truly crappy humans can be to each other, which seems to be all the rage these days. Now the next one is interesting because there's a perception that more work equals more productivity, but that's not always the case. So what, you never take a sick day, or you never take vacation, and you're always on call. You also put in about 70 hours a week, so that will pay off eventually, I'm sure. Except, oh wait, it doesn't. The Economist looked at the data from OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development Countries, and found that the more productive workers were actually those that spent less time in the office. Lifehacker takes it one step further and actually puts a number on how many hours we need to work before we begin to see diminished results, and hint, it's about 30 hours a week. If there was ever a reason to leave work at work, this data should be it. I mean, you're actually making yourself more productive. Now this next one is more of a psychological one. I want you to match your journey time with the time that you actually need to relax. And if that means taking a long scenic route home, well, so be it. If that means stopping at a park along the way home, well, that's just fine. Your family and your friends and your roommates will prefer that you are a half hour late, but in a calm and pleasant mood, rather than a half hour earlier, but in a foul one. I promise. This next one is good. Never be in a hurry to get home which seems counterproductive, but if you are in a hurry, well then every hold up, every traffic jam, every pedestrian that's run across the street in front of you, every late train or missed bus will be a source of additional stress. So try to take it easy. And I don't mean you have to drive under the speed limit, just simply treat your commute home as your time, a period that's just for you. All day you're at other people's beck and call But now it's time to relax and be yourself. All right, I really like this next one, which is if you need to rant and or vent, do it before you leave work or do it along the way home. Curse the world in the privacy of your own vehicle or yell at the wind as you ride your bike home or go to the noisiest part of the subway platform and rant where no one can hear you. Just don't. Walk in the door when you arrive home and launch directly into a rant. I mean, who wants to bring a cocktail and slippers to that? Also, take a minute at the end of the day to write down your accomplishments. Because, well, it's easy to get bogged down by everything that you still have to do that often we forget everything that we've already done. I mean, what good is working if you can never take pride in the accomplishments that you put so much time and effort into? So before you end each day, reassess your to-do list and look at something that you accomplished that day and feel good about it. Now if you must take your work home, and you should really treat that idea as you would infecting yourself with some repulsive social disease, well designate a specific time to do it and stick to that designation. Early is often best while you're still in work mode. And plus, you don't want to do it too late, or you may get into bed still wide awake and buzzing from staring at your screen, and then you'll probably sleep badly and then start the next day on a bad note. And, well, besides, no one's going to put on a Barry White album for someone who's poring over spreadsheets in their comfy at-home undies in bed. No. Now, when you get home, switch your full attention to whoever is waiting there for you, be it human, animal, amphibian, or whatever, never be physically present and mentally still at work because, well, that sucks for everybody. And if there's no one home, then focus your attention on some domestic matters to help shake off the day. Do whatever it takes to get work out of your brain. And here's a good one. Always keep your promises. If you've planned to go out for dinner, don't cancel claiming to be tired or swamped. If you promised to help your kid with homework, do it. If you said you would dive into the new season of Game of Thrones, well dive in. People who break their promises are teaching those around them a dangerous lesson, and although you may really, really feel like you don't want to do what you promised, I bet that you will end up enjoying it and inevitably feel far better than, well, if you slump down in front of the TV or your laptop, resenting work, yourself, and the world that created capitalism. And the last one, be firm with yourself. I mean, in the end, leaving work behind, mentally and physically, is all on you. You have to want to do it, decide to do it, and then frickin' do it, and keep doing it until it becomes a well-ingrained norm. Slowing down and clearing your mind of the leftovers from the day is indeed an act of will. You may think that watching TV or distracting yourself in some way can be a shortcut, but (laughs) how's that working out for you so far? The minute you ease up on the distraction, all the worries come rushing right back, right? So that brings me to your homework. Every day this week, I want you to mentally prepare for the end of your day. Because when you bring your work home, chances are that you're thinking about that email you didn't send or the big meeting you have tomorrow or everything you have to do before Friday's big launch and so on. So before you leave work, simply clean your desk. A clutter-free desk, and that includes your inbox and your computer's desktop, helps clear your mind. Physical clutter competes for your attention, and because our weird little brain has limited attentional resources, this competition can reduce and damage your productivity. So try cleaning up about a half an hour before you're done with work. The process of putting things away, both physically and digitally, can help you mentally sort through your day. Organizing your desk helps you organize your mind. And if you work from home, well, this is even more important. If you don't clean up your work area, you may feel like you are physically incapable of actually leaving work behind. Now, another great way to begin winding down from your day is to make your, wait for it, to-do list for the next day. (laughs) You know how much I love my to-do list. But this will make sure that you know that you are ready to start the next day with a plan and goals all in mind, which means you'll spend less time thinking about everything you have to do and more time actually doing it. And this will, in turn, help you have a restful, non-tense evening of focusing on your friends and loved ones or whoever the heck is actually going to rule over Winterfell. Come on. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Okay, as a closing note, I want to tell you something cool that Google is actually doing. Google is conducting a decades-long study into the work lives of its employees in an effort to understand how people work better. And what they've discovered so far is that 31% of their employees are able to leave work at work, Which means that 69% of people take their work home with them. And it's more than that, though. People are actually unable to distinguish between their work life and their personal life. To the point where Google's Dublin office has instituted a policy called Google Goes Dark. And that's where all the employees in that office are forced to leave their work devices at work and turned off. Now This was done in an effort to draw clear boundaries between home life and work life, and I think that's pretty awesome. Nice work, Google, and I think that all of us workplace heroes should follow suit. So, go make this week a dark one. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, with story help this week from Eleanor Cohen. Podcast logo by Ken Cunningham, and original music by my band, The Irregular Heartbeats.